Welcome to Rivers in the Desert International, a revival ministry dedicated to bringing the living waters of God's love to a hurting and dying world. It is our desire as you listen to the following message that the Holy Spirit will fill you afresh and that you would be ignited into a fervency for Jesus. This is the day to be filled with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. God is doing something new on planet Earth today, and you and I have the great privilege to be a part of it. We love you. Be blessed. Shalom, friends. This is Scott Holtz. We greet you from Israel. Megan Roth, shalom to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The purpose of this broadcast, this early morning podcast, is to cause you to run this race and to finish it gloriously. Hallelujah. To endure what's happening on the earth, to service your faith, to strengthen you. I just pray, Father, right now as people listen to this podcast, they'll be infused, quickened in their inner man. Hallelujah. With resurrection power to overcome the obstacles, to overcome the incredible spiritual warfare they may be under, to overcome any strongholds in the thinking, to overcome the lack of energy in the physical temples, to overcome, hallelujah, and to run this thing and finish in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to thank you for it, Father. Well, we just greet everybody. We're going to be reading from Isaiah chapter 40 today, Philippians 3, okay, and also Jude chapter 1. And let me just uh, let you know that we are uh, currently letting you know that we still are needing to come in very soon, please. $115,830.04. These are for Glory Projects ongoing. The fishing expedition that we are doing here with the Special Forces and with those that are involved in security and counterterrorism and what WISP Ministry is doing against counter, against terrorism. Glory to God. So I'll give you a little briefing on what's happening here. Uh, we'd love to get this finances in as soon as possible so we can go on and uh, fund these operations. Glory to God. Now it says in Isaiah chapter 40, Comfort ye, O comfort ye my people, says your God. Speak kindly to Jerusalem. Call out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity has been removed, that she received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. So how can we comfort God's people? Well, it's real simple here. First thing that you need to do is call out to her, okay? Uh, you need to, it's not just being a believer and coming over here or sponsoring ministries that are over here and just goodwill projects. That's, it's great, okay? But you gotta be vocal. How will they know without a preacher? How, how, how are people gonna be born again unless there's a proclamation of Jesus as the Messiah? Amen? So we need to call out and comfort God's people. Comfort the ancient people here. Hallelujah. Well, I'm one of them. Comfort them in two ways. First of all, call out to her that her warfare is ended. <laughs> and, you know, you come to Israel, you recognize this whole country is an army base. From the north to the south, it's just one big army base, okay? And the gross national product and so much is used for defense. And every young man and woman's life that's physically able is put into service for the defense of Israel. Why? Because we have hundreds of millions of enemies that surround us that would that would la- <coughs> uh, relish the thought of us being pushed into the Mediterranean, of another Holocaust happening, of us being uh, decimated and removed off the planet. Okay, and that source is Satan. That source is the demonic rulers of darkness, the cohorts of evil. 
that follow the prince of the power of the earth has fallen. And we are those, hallelujah, called to tell Israel the warfare is ended. So if I tell Israelis your warfare is ended, look at me like, what, do you fall off a tree or something? No, I'm not talking about the physical war yet. I'm talking, because that's going to be ended at Armageddon, okay? They're going to beat their swords into plowshares, Isaiah 2 says. I'm talking about, first of all, the epicenter of this war. Satan, terrorism, anti-Semitism, evil, sin, hallelujah. I know how to cast out these devils, glory to God. I greater is he who is in me than any demon that's in this world. Glory to God. And when you can bring forth this gospel message, hallelujah, in the context of warfare, that we know how to silence the enemy, the avenger. We know how to cast out devils. We how to move and counter terrorism. Hallelujah. Man, and that how we can bring peace to a person troubled by these evil spirits. Hallelujah. It brings comfort to God's people here. Second, that our iniquity has been removed. You know, one of the biggest problems is the sin problem. You know, people looking for this problem, this, 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 this counseling, this self-help book, and this self-help clinic, and this, this. You know what? What people need is to know that their sins are forgiven, to know the grace, the cleansing flow of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So how can we comfort God's people here? Tell them their sins are forgiven through the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Tell them that blood, no demon can cross it, and that blood can cause warfare to cease. Hallelujah. That we have more authority over the prince of Iran, prince of Persia. Hallelujah. Because greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. Glory to God. And this brings in tremendous joy and tremendous comfort to God's people. That's what we're doing here. Hallelujah. Now also it talks about, in this chapter, about a voice crying in the wilderness. Hallelujah. This is that Elijah, John the Baptist's voice calling out to prepare the way for the second coming. Hallelujah. And the appearing of the glory of our mighty Messiah. It says at the end of the chapter, Why do you say, O Jacob, assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and the injustice due me escapes the notice of my God? Do not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, has not become weary or tired? His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary. Now, that's where we're going to key in right now, brothers and sisters, getting strength into your physical body, okay? And we need to go inside, outside to do it. So it says here, he gives understanding unscrutable. He gives strength to the weary. <clears throat> to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though you grow weary and tired, vigorous young men stumble badly. And I want you to quit saying, well, when I was young, 18, I could do that. Now I'm 55, you know, these old bones, you know, and, and now that I'm retired, you know, or now I'm 60, whatever. Come on, it's not time to retire, but refire. I want to bring you guys into a place of a Holy Ghost energy that's manifesting in your mortal bodies, hallelujah, that makes you be like Caleb, hallelujah, that you're as strong as you were when you're 40 as you are when you're 80, hallelujah, to bring you into a place, because I'm really looking out here right now, and I'm hearing the reports of what's going on the earth. I hear reports of uh, the financial problems. I, I see, I feel, you know, I hear. We all know there's shakings going on. There's things happening right now. But brothers and sisters, we can't be part of that. We can't get caught up in that tsunami that's hitting planet earth right now. 
And there's so many believers, no matter how many cups of espresso they have each day, their energy level is that is very low, ebbing low, because of diabetic or because of health or, or diet or not sleeping enough, okay, or too much stress or fear, whatever it is, or the, the summation of it all, whatever it is, God told me in this early morning man of podcast to get strength into your physical body. So hang on, here we're going somewhere, okay? So it says, vigorous young men stumble about, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles, they'll run and not get tired, they'll walk and not become weary. Now, let's get into this place of strength. It says here, those who wait for the Lord, English translation, and that's all wonderful. But the actual Hebrew word is actually hope. Those who hope in the Lord. And the idea of hope here is a longing, a eager anticipation. The same word used for the Israeli national anthem here, Hatikva, the hope of our fathers coming to a land, Zionism, farming the land, defending ourselves from our enemies, making a, a, a life for ourselves and our prodigy, building a nation. Beautiful, beautiful story of Zionism in the last 60 years. Beautiful national anthem. But there's a deeper hope. Jeremiah 50 says after Iraq or Babylon is judged that the Jewish people are going to come seeking for the Lord their God for a new covenant and they're going to be looking for the hope of their fathers. And the hope of their fathers has been lost because the shepherds have led them astray. And as I talk to Israelis here, you know, it's funny, they say, well, why don't you be a prime minister? We like what you say. We like your attitude on defense and all these things. We need fresh blood in there. And I'm like, what, are you crazy? I'm not interested in politics, being prime minister. I'm not a brown noser, and I'm not going to sit around here and, and compromise, because all politics is is the art of compromise. You, you know, you say one thing, you, you do something different. Uh, I'm not interested in that. And they say, well, listen, we don't have a father. There's no father figure in Israel. We don't like the politics going on here. They just talk and do something different. They're all rotten to the core. We need a new father. Since Ariel Sharon has been incapacitated, we don't have a true father to lead us. We need fresh new blood. And I understand what they're saying. What they're looking for is a hope. Okay? But I, what I say is that our hope goes beyond that. It's not just waiting around for the Messiah to return. Okay? It's going into the desert. The hope of the fathers is the gathering point where our nation was born. The theophanies of God appearing to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the DNA of our very nation, very people, hallelujah, the DNA of faith worldwide began in the hope of the fathers, which is the resting place. The shepherd would, 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 he would hope, you know, to get the sheep to this place, drinking, nourishment, and to rest. And also to get into this place before nightfall, because that's when the, the lions and bears and wolves would come out to hunt. And so the hope of the fathers is this place where the shepherd takes care of us. It's not the absence of conflict, absence of fear, absence of war, okay? Absence of pressures. It is a place where we're comforted in spite of those things. And this is what it means to be strengthened. This is what it means the Jewish people, Jeremiah 50, are looking for. And we as believers, now let's be honest, I mean, how much do all of us really spend time reading the Bible and praying and waiting upon God in our fast-paced digital society? 
And most of the time we do pray, it's usually we're seeking his hand instead of his face. Let's be honest about it. And how much do we really spend time just in that zone that we know we need to be in with him? Well, I'm here to encourage you, brothers and sisters, that we can find that zone, hallelujah, if we turn our hope, our waiting, our hope, our expectation toward a different location. And this location, hallelujah, is found in the desert. You're saying, Scott, man, you always talk about deserts. I know, it's the testing place. It's the place where God proves us. It's the taste, taste that God takes everything out of us so we can't do it so he does it. Amen? And it's in that place he dismantles us and brings something new forth. So those who wait upon the Lord, as we just discussed, to hope and eager anticipation, not just for yourself, but for to realize the glory of God to come upon the nation in the last days. When you move into this place of hoping, you're automatically going to move into early morning waiting. It's a natural byproduct that you find your spirit man. You can't wait to get up in the morning. Psalm 63, Oh Lord, I live in a dry land. My soul thirsts for you. Hallelujah. I get up early, earnestly. Shachar, the Hebrew word for black, in the morning to look for you. Hallelujah. Like David in the wilderness of Angedi. Glory to God. So when you begin to hope and thirst for this realm, and it supersedes the worry. You're not seeking God's hand, but his face. The automatic expression is going to be starting to get up early in the morning. Because you know that's the only time that's unadulterated, uh, unidolized, uncontaminated, um, so to speak, from the cares of life and the daily errands that we have to do. It's the early morning sweetness. Hallelujah. You're going to find that zone. The second thing that's going to develop as you find this zone is you're going to start to come to a place of losing yourself and finding God. Taking up your cross. Lord, not my will. Your will be done. Philippians 3. Hallelujah. Being anxious for nothing. Better thing in prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Making requests be known to God. And it's in that zone you realize, you know, everything I have is yours, Lord. I'm nothing. You're everything. I love you, Lord. And it's going to bring you into a place of Gethsemane. Hallelujah. Into being the scum of the earth. Corinthians 4, Hebrews 13, going outside the camp, suffering his reproach. And it's going to become a delight for you, this dismantling process he puts us through. What's cool about it is that you can count it all joy when you go through it. Hallelujah. Sorrow may be for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Glory to God. There's, there's a place, you know, even in, in endurance running, that you hit a, a, a wall and everything inside of you and the lactic acid has been built up and you're just like, I want to give up and you know, I just want to go home and go to sleep or take a shower. I just want to go drink something. But you keep pressing through and you hit the endorphins. Glory to God. The same thing is true in the spiritual race. That we need to run this race to win. Hallelujah. And there is a place of counting out all joy. And I have found the greatest joy is when I lose myself and find God. Philippians 3 is a great chapter to read about that. Now, as you enter this zone, you're going to notice a new fruit come forth. A multiplication of a fruit you may already be in right now, which is called the zeal of the Lord. It's a zeal for truth, a zeal for justice. You're going to be like Phineas, want to run through the camp and stop the plague with a javelin in your hand. Hallelujah. People will start calling you being judgmental. Who do you think you are trying to correct us? 
You're motivated by this zeal. Hallelujah. This tremendous zeal to know him. This tremendous zeal to run with him. This tremendous zeal to flow after him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And it's in this zeal that you want to stop the plague. Glory to God. Not that you're trying to be self-righteous. You're trying to correct people or you get off and telling people what to do. Come on. You, 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 you want the glory of God to come in. You want to stop the plague. And you're going to become a person zealous for good works, it says in Titus. Now, look at Jude. I want to read from one of the most uh, uh, unimportant little books in the New Testament that many people don't read too much. I want to read to you. It's so powerful here. It says, Jude, the servant of Jesus the Messiah, brother of James, and then they're sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus the Messiah and called mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should contend earnestly for the faith was once delivered for the saints. Why? Because certain men unaware have crept in. So Jude, the brother of Jesus, and brother of James, of course, gives us a command here that we need to be diligent, zealous, okay, to contend earnestly for the faith. Now, the linguistic key of the Greek New Testament says this. He is urging and beseeching us. The word is used of the speeches of leaders or soldiers who urge each other on. It is used of words which sent fearful and timorous, hesitant soldiers and sailors courageously into battle. So Jude recognizes here that we're in a battle in the last days and that certain men prophesied before, ungodly men, have come in to our midst secretly. They're like hidden reefs in our love feast. They're like clouds without water. And tears among the wheat. We don't even identify them. Only God knows who they are unless he reveals who they are. And that we have to be so contending for the faith in this hour. Hallelujah. It's not going to get better in the world scene, brothers and sisters. If you're looking for some Garden of Eden experience, if you're looking for some, you know, resting place that's going to be like that 24-7, it's not going to happen on this side of heaven. We're in the last days the shakings of all things have begun. You need to find that zone, hallelujah, of the secret place. It's not an absence of war. It's a place of safety and peace and rest in the midst of the war. Hallelujah. So it says here that Jude is giving us a speech, a exhortation on the same level of soldiers about to go courageously into battle. Okay. He says to struggle, to contend for this faith. The Greek word here is to exercise great effort and exertion for something. When was the last time you really exerted yourself for something? When was the last time you really struggled for something? I'm not talking about struggling you know, on a program on your computer or writing code or struggling to make a sale or struggling to get your kids through school or struggle to get your mortgage paid off, or struggle to make get a job, or struggle in it. I'm talking about something physically, not spiritual, physically first. Something that really creates an incre- incredible endurance event. And your body says, I don't want to do that, but you press through and do it. That's what he's talking about here. The word is used 
it says here in the linguistic key, of athletic contest and efforts of athletes in their games. You know, it's about going after it 110%, leaving everything on the field, so to speak, of disciplining, buffeting yourself to run this race. That's what this zeal produces. Hallelujah. So first of all, what's going to happen to physically strengthen you? And brothers and sisters, I want to reiterate this again. I know people go out there going through diabetic conditions, overweight, dietary problems. But what I want to center in on is not the spiritual warfare going on around you and not the physical uh, bad habits you've developed or the pressures financially you may be going through. I want to talk about learning to find that zone of struggle. Hallelujah. Where it's a good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Where it is a place of endurance. Where it is a place of training. Where there's a place, hallelujah, that something happens to your makeup, to your character, that you're going to press through. Hallelujah. That you're going to run this race. That you're going to pick up the pace. Glory to God. And that's what's going to increase your physical energy right now. Again, how is it going to happen? Number one, you're going to be waiting upon the Lord. In the shakar blackness, you're going to find it. It's the only time in your schedule where you can get up early, wait upon Him. You're going to be hoping for the hope of our fathers, which was these glory theophanies. Hallelujah. Coming back to the original starting place of your faith, where you were born again, where God wooed you. Hallelujah. You're going to find that zone, and this is going to create a supernatural hope. This supernatural hope will begin to manifest, mature, as fruit of nothingness. Gethsemane, not my will, your will be done. Losing yourself and finding God. Hallelujah. The road to nothingness, I call it. And then out of that, the next wave of fruit that develops is this zeal for justice. Zeal for right. Zeal to take on evil. Zeal, hallelujah, to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. A zeal to raise up the standard. Hallelujah. A zeal not to be politically correct. Zeal not to be a brown noser or a man pleaser. A zeal to please him. Hallelujah. To stop the plague in this camp. And then that's going to translate. Come on, folks. We're almost there. That's going to translate into Jude, this, this climactic struggle where your whole mind, will, and emotions, hallelujah, falls in line with this contending earnestly for the faith. And the only way that James, excuse me, Jude can describe it in the Greek language is of athletes in a marathon race, enduring, hallelujah, struggling, exerting great effort to finish the race, to receive the prize, hallelujah. And that's going to develop supernatural strength in your body where your spirit is quickened, but it's now going to flow over into your natural being where endorphins are kicked open. Hallelujah. And these endorphins or morphine-like substance, uh, you know, that the body creates inside of you. And this is going to flush out depression, flush out that tired feeling, flushed out that hope being deferred, heart being sick. That's going to cause a supernatural healing. It's funny, I, I had to do a stress test this week um, for insurance for one of the teams uh, I train with here uh, on the on the side, and you know every year you have to do a stress test and you know for insurance for the team whatever. So you know, going to the stress test and asked me, do I have any medication I'm on? I said no, I don't take any medication, 
outside of uh, a merry heart do of good like a medicine. And they started laughing because they understood exactly what I meant. A merry heart, a joyful heart. Now, a lot of people are just going to meetings, just being joyful, trying to get joy, trying to watch a stupid movie or something to get joy, thinking that's going to bring, uh, you know, alleviate, dissipate, evaporate the depression or the funk that they're in, okay, um, or the woe is me attitude, or maybe bring healing because they've been diagnosed with something. Okay. Folks, if you're just doing that just to try to laugh, it's not going to last. You want something more eternal, more profound, okay? Hoping after God, waiting upon Him, renews your strength. And as you wait upon Him, you automatically live down the road of nothingness to lose yourself and find God. And as you lose yourself, the spirit of justice develops inside of you. Glory to God. And you begin to move in a zeal for justice and to take out terrorism. Glory to God and evils and expose sin. And out of that zone, hallelujah, you're going to start to experience a contending for the faith, like Jude said. And this contention for the faith, contending for it, is going to cause you to supernaturally exert yourself where you did not have that energy level before in your physical body. Where did you not have the ability to focus for long hours at a time? Where did you not have the creative juices flowing, okay, of entrepreneurship like you used to have? Okay, because you've been weighed down by the cares and fears of life. You now got a supernatural energy flow in your body of justice to contend and exert for something that is greater than a marathon race, that is greater than an Ironman race, that is greater than anything on earth. It is the race of faith to see his face. Hallelujah. Glory to God. To plunder hell and populate heaven, as one evangelist said. Hallelujah. And it is in this zone it suddenly starts to filter to other areas of your life. Because when this becomes the core of your life, when this becomes the entire framework, the entire foundation, the basis of who you are. Hallelujah. You're going to notice endorphins increasing. You're going to notice a renewed physical strength in your body. You're going to, you're going to notice a, a, you don't need caffeine at times. Hallelujah. That you don't need this shot of espresso, okay, or going to Starbucks or whatever to get your day going. You're going to have such a zeal, such a, 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 a exertion, a pure joy. And brothers and sisters, it's not always going to be happy. You're going to be times of joy of just going through the endurance. Hallelujah. Now, as you move into this realm, uh, the enemy will step up attacks at time to try to discourage you. He'll send in friendly, friendly fire through family members or in-laws that act like outlaws, through other believers, okay, uh, through other shepherds, okay, that you began to convict them of their couch potato attitude and their laziness, okay? And, you, you know, it's hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. It's going to start testing your friendships. And I encourage it. You know, this is the year to stand back and look and reprioritize your friendships. Are these people going anywhere in their life? You know, I was grieving in my spirit this week because um, I noticed a lot of friends I had in high school at the 30-year reunion, um, they just go, I thank God I'm, I didn't stay friends with them because they went nowhere the last 30 years. And there was other people that I saw, you know, and read about in the reunion, the reports, their bios, are just amazing what they did. Glory to God. And so, you know, it's kind of funny that the, the class, the people that were popular in my graduation class are doing nothing now, and the people that were not popular are doing something now. 
But it's beyond doing something. It's beyond just creating a career and achievements and a family. Come on, folks. There's something. There's a higher dimension here. And it's contending for the faith and creating a lifestyle, hallelujah, of a champion, of an El Gibor, hallelujah. Excuse me, Ish Gibor, motivated by the El Gibor, a, a, a man of valor or a woman of valor, a champion that follows God who is the champion, a New Testament judge, a shepherd, a warrior type believer, hallelujah, that knows how to take on the terrors of the night, hallelujah, that knows how to flow in the gentle, sweet voice of obedience to the Lord, that has a zeal, glory to God, and an energy and a stamina to run this race, not a hundred yard sprint, hallelujah, but a marathon, an endurance race to the end, that no matter how much enemy steps up the heat, no matter how much he steps up the financial pressure, no matter how he steps up, you know, stabbings in the back and Judas relationships, no matter how much he stands uh, in the gap and tries to discourage you from running faster and people saying that you're being too zealous and too righteous, or just causing you just to want to give up. I'm tired. Come on, get over it. We were born tired. When we were born, the babies go right to sleep. Come on. We're spending too much time trying to get rest in all the wrong places. Like that saying, looking for love in all the wrong places. Let me use this one today. You're looking for rest in all the wrong places. Okay? It's not entertainment. You're not going to find it in good food. You're not going to find it in watching something to stimulate you. You're not going to find it necessarily in a worship service. Okay, musicians, don't manifest on me. Listen where I'm going on this. Okay? You you know, come on. Even Saul found rest with the anointed David musician. Kept the demons away. But when there was no music going on, the demons came back. What good was it? That's what I'm trying to get towards, Okay? Your happiness is not in the things you have, okay? Your happiness is not in having money, lots of it. Your happiness is not going to be found just in your family and your children. I know I'm stepping on toes right now, but hang on. Your pure delight is going to be found, hallelujah, in hoping for Him. And as you hope, and desire for become more like him and less like you, lose yourself and find him in that shakar secret blackness, hallelujah, of nothingness, of Philippians chapter 3, glory to God, that you're going to maturate into a zeal to make him known, a zeal to obey him, a zeal to take on his enemies, glory to God. And this zeal is going to represent an athletic context of exerting yourself, and that's why I'm encouraging people to get involved in spiritual fitness. We put some, a few music MP3s there. You can put in your MP3 player while you're on the treadmill, you're spinning, walking, swimming. Do something to exert yourself. Do something that starts to bump, bump up your, your heart rate level, okay? Just do something to get that weight off. Glory to God. It's not about just diet. It's about burning stuff off. Hallelujah. It's not about just doing cosmetic Weightlifting exercises. It, come on, folks. It's about building up your endurance capacity to last longer. 
Hallelujah. And that physical strength that you're needing, that less of stress, that chemical reaction of the God-given endorphins in our physical body is going to increase to a place beyond anything that atheist, agnostic, or humanistic athletes have ever achieved. It is a place of running the race like Elijah, the hand of the Lord coming on you, of your strength being like Caleb. Come on, folks. Hallelujah. This is not just for just for those heroes of the Bible. It's for all of us. Glory to God. We're moving into a zone of the greater works. Hallelujah. Where you're going to have strength and stamina and, and, and mental acuteness. Hallelujah. And focus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That is not a result of the DNA and the genes of your parents, but it's a result of the spiritual connection you have with waiting upon Him. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters right now. I'm starting to lose vocabulary in English. I'm getting intoxicated. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray that you begin to baptize the my friends, partners, curious listeners. Baptize them with a desire to exert themselves spiritually that will cause them to easily exert themselves physically. Remove, Father God, the roadblocks. Remove the hindrances. Bring them into a place of physical rest, of mental rest, of spiritual rest, because they have found this hope of the fathers of learning how to wait upon you. And when they run, they'll not be weary. <laughs> when they walk, they'll not faint. Hallelujah. I think this brings healing as those natural endorphins flow in conjunction with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Diabetic conditions heal. Tuberculosis disappears. Asthma disappears. Allergies evaporate. Brain tumors, blood disorders disappear. Hallelujah. I thank you for a merry heart doing good like a medicine. I thank you for supernatural healing in the physical ligaments and tendons of people's bodies, Lord. Past athletic injuries, past problems, healed from accidents, car wrecks. Hallelujah. Even wrong medical incisions or operations by the doctor, that you supersede that scar tissue. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father God, for the endocrine system, people's cardiovascular system, digestive system. I thank you for supernaturally healing thyroids right now. Hallelujah. I thank you for renewing their youth like the eagles. We worship you, Father. We thank you for this time. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. You know, the Bible says that if we impart spiritual things to you, what's wrong with us receiving natural things back from you? 1 Corinthians 9, 9 one, one. Interesting verse number, isn't it? 9 one, one. And I want to encourage you guys that um, let's finish up this uh, fishing expedition here. The current phase of $115,830. Um, I encourage you, you can give by credit card. Some of you need to get on the website and, and double-check that your expiration date for your um, credit card donations doesn't run out soon. And whether it be $5, $25, $100 a month, $1,000 a month, some are able to give $10,000. Maybe somebody there is able to give $115,000. What are we using these funds for? Well, these funds for, I have found the best fishing hole in my entire life, 30 years of ministry. Let me share with you briefly what we have found. 
Let me use this illusion. Hallelujah. No specifics, of course, because we live in an area it be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Um, when I was uh, 16 years old, out there on Yale Avenue in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I was driving and I saw this farm pond that nobody ever seemed to be in. And I hit it at the right moment. It was early spring. The big largemouth bass had come up into the beds and shallow water began to breed. And I was there in the evening and the sun was just beginning to go down. And I started throwing a purple mint spinner in that pond, folks. Quite a large pond. And let me tell you something. I caught within a matter of 20 minutes, 27 largemouth bass. I brought them back. My father was like, wow, what happened there? I hit a fishing hole at the right time with the right bait, with the right lure. Hallelujah. At the right location at the right water temperature. Glory to God, with a lure running at the right depth, folks. And every single cast I threw in, we were hitting fish. My son and I, we had gone fishing also. Something similar, a uh, pastor we know had stark uh, farm pond on his property with a bunch of bass and said, yeah, you go fishing. So we started throwing red worm, plastic worms in, and every hit, we were hitting something. We, even, we were rowing back to shore, and there was a, a lure, my son's lure was hanging off his uh, fishing roll just a few inches above the water, dragging along behind the boat, and a fish jumped up and hit it even then. We, we were we were trying to fish. We were just coming back into shore and the fish hit it. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. Here in Israel, I have found a farm pond. I have found a location. I have found the spiritual temperature. Everything is right. And I have found the lure, and we are getting more hits Hallelujah. More interest, more people excited than I've ever seen before for the gospel of the Lord Jesus. And we're in it right now, brothers and sisters. I can't share much more. Hallelujah. For sake of those that that are evil, that would listen to these podcasts, but or those that are innocent and naive, that would share this with somebody they shouldn't share it with. All I can say is that we have found a fishing hole. Glory to God. And it's increasing in numbers. And I'm very, very excited to share it with you. Now, I'm asking you, please help us with this vision. Help us pioneer this work. We need you. God has blessed America. God has blessed you, okay, with a certain standard of living. Americans and Canadians and Europeans. And God wants you to help us that are here pioneering. Hallelujah. You know, it's one thing for me to get up and travel and, and go itinerate again in America and Canada to raise funds. It's another thing for me to be here and keep the lure in the water, if you know what I mean. And so that's happening right now, $115,000. I encourage you to give. Come on, folks. Hallelujah. Some of you can give $500. Some of you can give $1,000. Now is the time. Let's remove this need so we can, and then we can later tell you with pictures and video where it went. Hallelujah. Just right now, we cannot blow the stealth cover that we're in. Glory to God. I love you guys. Man, what a blessing, isn't it? You guys have helped. You guys have helped pray. To bring us in. You say, well, Scott, it's great what's happening to you. What about me? You know, you're going to find your greatest joy in watering others. You be watered yourself. I'm taking these finances and watering others with it. Hallelujah. We're not building out our own standard of living here. We're taking this to pour it into others. Because the fish are biting right now, folks. It, we're on the verge of the greatest Jewish harvest ever. And the first thing that's happening right now, God is raising up Jewish leaders, shepherds, men and women of war. 
that can lead these sheep, hallelujah, to the waters of rest. This is Shlomo Scott Holtz with Rivers in the Desert. We love you guys. May his glory encapsulate you. Great holiday season. We'll talk to you again real soon. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for being a part of Rivers in the Desert International, listening to our message today to you. Perhaps you have a friend, perhaps yourself are sitting there and wondering, where would I go if I died today? We'd like to give you a great privilege of praying with us and leading you to a knowledge of Jesus the Messiah. The Bible says, if any man or woman would call upon the name of Jesus, they would be saved. The Greek word for saved is healed, delivered. It's a wonderful promise. You're there now in your automobile, perhaps at home listening. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. The Bible says, if anybody would call upon your name, they would be saved. I'm calling today, Lord. Save me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Take all of my sins and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Father, I'm coming, running home to you now. In your name I pray, amen. If you'd like to contact us in our ministry, you may do so by writing us at Rivers in the Desert, P.O. Box 2788 in Alpharetta, Georgia, 30023 in the United States of America. Our ministry phone number is 770-777-0143. Of course, you can reach us anytime, 24-7, at our website contact page at www.flashfloods.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. We are here to help equip you to be tactical warriors in this hour, to wake up this church, to win and disciple lost souls, and to take out terrorism of all forms. God bless you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.